wow, Jeff, I can't believe that amazing new theme song that we've got. Yeah, it was, you know, it was it was good. I mean, it, it wasn't like I had last week, but... Oh, yeah, we, we did get lots of um uh, gr- great, yeah, great, that was the word, great comments about that theme song, but... Uh, it was, it was no. terrible, George, I know, it was terrible, you don't have to tell me, it's fine. Well, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I, I have to say, this yeah. theme song is much, much, much better than anything I could have come up with, it's fantastic. Well, I'm excited about it. Uh, you ready for this day in Disney history? I am excited for this day in Disney history. This day in Disney history! January 23rd, 1928, Disney's Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoon, Neck and Neck, is released. Oswald takes Miss Rabbit out for a ride in his jalopy, but soon finds himself in a race with a chasing police car. January 23rd, 1957, the Disneyland television series airs Our Friend the Atom. Dr. Heinz Haber, a noted scientist in the field of atomic energy, hosts this look at the possibility of future powered by this exciting new power source. January 23rd, 1987. You know, I'm noticing a trend here. January 23rd, all these great things are happening. Anyway, great day, great day. 1987, the new Mark V monorails debut at Disneyland. They were built by Ride and Show Engineering, and the five-train Mark V monorails can carry 145 passengers. January 28th, 1982, Wally Bogue, the original Picos Bill, gives his 39,522nd... And last performance at the Golden Horse Review at Disneyland. He has done the show almost continually since its opening in 1955, thus putting him in the Guinness Book of Records for the most number of performances of a show. A party for Bogue with friends, family, and celebrities takes place after the show, where he is presented with gifts and honors, including his very own window on Main Street. Now, Jeff, I know you know where you can hear Wally Bogue today. You can hear Wally Bogue today in the Enchanted Tiki Room. Exactly. I'm proud of you. That should be a five-legged goat. You totally tried to stump me with that. I tried. I tried. And I, I think I, I think I've surprised you. Are you ready for my book of the week? I am ready for your book of the week. He's a nerd. He's a geek. But we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. It's George's book of the week. This week's book of the week is The Art of Disneyland by Jeff Curdy and Bruce Gordon. Released in conjunction with the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, this is a gorgeous coffee table-sized book that celebrates the art of Disneyland. Jeff Curdy, who has written many books about Disney, and the late Imagineer extraordinaire Bruce Gordon both worked on the project. Bruce also co-wrote The Nickel Tour, one of my favorite books. The Art of Disneyland is 144 pages of concept art, sketches, and paintings by the Imagineers that helped shape Walt's vision. Herb Ryman, Claude Coates, Bruce Bushman, Mary Blair, John Hench, and Tony Baxter are just a few of the familiar names. The book is organized by land, and each major attraction is represented. The artwork is presented sideways, which could be strange at first, but it allows more of the art to be shown. The art that is presented varies from early concept designs of well-loved rides to a few pieces that never made it off the drawing board. Hands down, my favorite section of the book is dedicated to Adventureland. The art is wonderful. This book can be pretty pricey, and it is out of print. But if you are a Disneyland fan, then you need to own it. Yeah, I I don't have this book. I have The Art of Walt Disney World, and I love it. And I I really want to find a cheap copy of The Art of Disneyland, which is clearly not going to happen. 
But well, there there might be somebody that you know that has an extra copy that might be willing to part with it. Interesting. Cheaply. I but might have to speak to said person. Are you ready for our roundup? I'm ready for the roundup. So, do you think we can get through this week's Disney news in like 60 seconds or less? Let's give it a shot. And go! Obama gave a speech about tourism at Disney, making it easier to obtain travel visas, especially for Brazil and China. He's clearly never been there with Brazilian tour groups. <laughs> Obviously not. Disneyland Hotel's renovations are finally finished. Guests can now enjoy completely redesigned guest rooms, a new courtyard, restaurant, bar, pool, and a water play area, as well as themed suites and a dramatic new look to the exterior of the hotel. Changes have restored and highlighted the hotel's original mid-century style with sleek, modern amenities. Imagineers have paid tribute to the park's past, with things such as the geyser from the mine train through Nature's Wonderland, the monorail pool, and much more. Kodak filed for bankruptcy. They sponsor the guide maps, and it looks like Kodak has been given some money to operate during its reorganization, which means it's likely to continue its sponsorship of the guide maps and photo spots, but we don't know. And finally, the brand new cruise ship, the Disney Fantasy, did a rollout. You know, it's on sea trials now, and uh, I've been on the dream, and the Fantasy looks even better. I can't wait to try it out. And we are done. That actually sounds, the Fantasy sounds fantastic. It, I wanted what? to add that. Have yeah. you seen the pictures? It's oh, gorgeous. it looks absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. Now, now, I noticed that you had a much larger news section than I did. I may have to talk to my agent about this. Uh, but before we that, you know, I really, really need to take a bathroom break. Bathroom break? Sometimes it's a one. Sometimes it's a two. When you gotta go, what you gonna do? It's a bathroom break. A bathroom break. You know, George, one of the most underrated attractions at Walt Disney World and Disneyland are the bathrooms. Yes, and it happens to be one of my favorite obsessions is uh, checking out all the different designs and the themes of the bathrooms because they are all different, surprisingly. They're very, very nicely done for bathrooms. I mean, all things considered, they're just bathrooms, but Disney goes the extra step and makes them look gorgeous. Exactly. And, and this week for our bathroom break segment, I wanted to look at one of my favorite restrooms where there's a rumor that they might be torn down to make way for an extended Peter Pan queue, and they might be moved across the way. Hmm. And, of course, I'm talking about the uh, prince and princess bathrooms that are located in between Peter Pan and the Columbia Harbor House, right across from It's a Small World in the old chalet that was recently torn down. Now, these bathrooms, I think, are, are pretty nice, and they're, mm -hmm. they're hidden away in a little corner, so not a lot of people know about them, so they're somewhat empty, but what, what's so special about them to you? Why do you like them so much? Well, uh, my first trip that I can remember back in 1994, so many, many, many years ago, <laughs> stumbled across them with my wife, and I was blown away that there was a tribute to Prince, or the artist formerly known as Prince, or he's Prince now. <laughs> Is Something he like that. I think he's Prince now. I thought he was but a symbol. Anyway. He might be the symbol anyways, but I just had to get my photograph taken, and every time we go on vacation there, I get my photograph taken under the Prince bathroom sign. It's just a thing. <laughs> and now for something completely different. You mean like the five-legged goat? The five-legged goat it is. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. Every week, we look at a hidden detail, and we've named this segment in honor of Mary Blair. You know, and one of our favorite five-legged goats is located in one of our favorite chomps as well in the Magic Kingdom, Sir Mickey's. You know, 
It looks really normal from the outside, and it fits really well with the rest of the architecture of Fantasyland. You notice that beanstalk that's coming out of the building? That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I love the beanstalk. Uh, you expect the theming of the store to be from Mickey and the Beanstalk. I mean, Sir Mickey's a pretty standard name for a shop, and it doesn't lead you to think that of any animated film in particular. It's when you venture further into the store that discrepancies start to show up. You can see our favorite mouse standing on the beanstalk. But what's he wearing? That's actually the outfit from the brave little tailor. Which is kind of a neat little detail. They kind of put that together with also this where our five-legged goat comes in. It's the funniest reference by far is the gigantic Willy the Giant peeking through the roof. I mean, I guarantee you that... You've probably missed it if you've been in there before, but it's it's back there, and you'd be amazed at how many people will stare at you while you're taking pictures of it. But it's a great little detail that you definitely have to check out the next time you're in the store. Well, George, that about does it for our second episode. What'd you think about that? Are, are we done already? It's pretty quick, don't you think? Wow, I just don't think I had enough speaking time. Huh. Well, we'll worry about that some other time. Ah. Maybe next week or the week after that, or the week after that. Yeah, I can see a pattern emerging here. <clears throat> Anyways, I am George from Imagine Nerding. And I am Jeff from Mice Chat. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and like us and subscribe to us on iTunes. And thank you very much for listening to Communicore Weekly. Loco Pops. <laughs> <laughs>